0: Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast. This is Hunter Pulaski alongside Brad Burkaw. We are brought to you by Reed Furniture, whatever your furniture need. It is Reed indeed. In this week's episode, Waste Management Phoenix Open is behind us after some some crazy fanfare. We will break that down. We will talk about Tiger Woods' new clothing line that just dropped yesterday february 12th uh oh boy college golf is back for the spring season pj maybank playing well in oklahoma's first tournament we'll talk about michigan michigan state both boys and girls and where they stand going into the spring 2024 season we'll talk about A 57 on the Corn Ferry tour, which uh, created quite a bit of buzz online over the weekend. Talk about Liv playing in Las Vegas. And finally, the Genesis Invitational this week, the third signature event of the year, hosted by none other than Tiger Woods. But first, Brad, Nick Taylor, birdies three of his last four holes birdies two holes in the playoff to beat a crowd favorite in Charlie Hoffman, who is who is quite literally wearing a waste management logo on his chest. I feel bad for Charlie Hoffman. I really do. I like Charlie. I feel like Charlie is very polarizing.
1: Why would you... Uh, what makes you say that?
0: Uh, I think it was his green glove. He used to wear that green glove was, and then he has changed a little bit since he cut his hair. But yes. but long hair Charlie was like a, that was his alter ego. Anytime Charlie's hair sorry touches his collar, you knew you knew that Charlie was gonna was out for blood. But I yes. just feel like he's mellowed down a little bit.
1: Yeah, he certainly chilled out in his in his older age. I I will say. I was also disappointed for him. Uh, I mean, you can't ask. I mean, if there's one tournament that he wants to win, it's got to be that one. I mean, he's been sponsored by Waste Management forever. Like 20 years, I think.
0: I feel like I I probably knew what Waste Management was because of Charlie more than because of seeing the dump trucks or the garbage (laughs) trucks driving around. Uh, he has been
1: the face of waste management for golf for I I swear I th- I think it's close to 20 it has to be close to twenty years.
0: They would have built him a statue at headquarters. Where I'm is Googling where it. is waste management headquarters?
1: Uh I don't know. I feel like maybe Arizona.
0: I feel like yeah, that would make uh that would make total sense if it was. I think there's also there there must just be I think every single Canadian that winters somewhere, they winter in Arizona. I think they specifically oh, yeah. winter in Scottsdale because <laughs> there were so many Canadians there cheering on Nick Taylor felt like felt like Nick Taylor grew up two minutes down the road in Scottsdale
1: so so i did I had to Google this Charlie Hoffman has been sponsored by waste management since two thousand seven <laughs> so, I wasn't even in high school yet. <laughs> he's dedicated he deserved this he did he did. <laughs>
0: Well, I think I think the well, nice thing is it's hats definitely off it's not his to last. Nick Taylor. It's not his last chance. I have, he will get a sponsor exemption to this tournament until the, until the day he croaks. Yes, I'm not even sure he'll be able to swing a golf club anymore. They'll they'll wheel him out for a sponsor exemption.
1: I mean, I just I'm I'm on his data golf profile and his picture is just him with a big old waste management shirt on. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, and and I I I will not take anything away from Nick Taylor to birdie three of his last four holes. And then bury both of the both 18 again two times in the playoff. Very a couple of really funny moments that happened. Uh, you were driving, so maybe maybe you didn't quite hear these. Uh, the announcer, and I can't think of who it was, was giving him a a ton of shit shit for hitting it, laying it up on 15, the par five. He had 234 yards, I think, and he ended up laying it up to a wedge. And while he was over that long iron or whatever he ended up hitting, it's like why the guy is questioning why why he's not going for it, why he's not going for it. And, and Kevin Kisner kind of steps in. And he's like, well, he probably feels more confident that he can hit a long iron and then a wedge just as close as he can hit a or a a three-wood or hybrid, something like that, in one shot, and then a, a chip or a putt. He ended up hitting it to a foot, making the putt. So it's just like one, there's one time the announcer kind of kind of screws up and then for him to – so he birdies 15, he sticks it on 16, and then um, makes a another birdie on 17. Just a very, very – no, sorry, not on 17, an 18. He made a birdie to get into the playoff is what it was. Um, but then – and I have it written down here, Kevin Kisner. I feel like we're just going to – I'm just going to keep – saying how how impressed I am by Kevin Kisner, but he had one moment on Sunday when Charlie Hoffman was in a bunker on 17. looked like he had about 40 yards or so, and there was water deep, and there was a false front, and if he misses a little bit front and right, he'd have that bunker, but he'd have a bunker between him and the flag. It would be a really hard shot, and Kevin was almost like it'd be better... And like this kinda of stuck with me. It'd be better to scull it or hit it long and trust and just so hit hit ball first kind of with rather than splash it because he'd be have just as good of a chance of getting that chipping that shot in for a four from the water as he would trying to get that if he flubbed it out of the bunker by splashing it. Trying to get that one up and down, they'd be like the chances would be the same, more of a chance to to hit a good shot if you pit ball first uh so like comments like that like getting getting that deep into the conversation discussion is like something that's not not very common in this this field doesn't seem like it so it's it's a nice breath of fresh air
1: yeah I mean he definitely adds uh, a flair to the broadcast that some of the other guys just can't can't offer from uh uh Professional golfer, like insight into what these guys are thinking. I agree. It's it's really fascinating because they bring up points that you just never, you would have never thought of, and uh, the mind that they have for the game of golf is is incredible. Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, have to be mentioned your boy Sahith, who I think yours continue to pick, uh, struggled a little <laughs> bit on Sunday. I mean, it's hard to say sixty nine is struggling, but it is when you look at the scores around him. Uh, just on that leaderboard obviously nick won. he shot 68 on or rather 65 in round four charlie shot 64 sam burns shot 64. sky shuffle shot 66 Heath shot 69 so probably left probably left quite a few out there and he did leave quite a few out there from the broadcast from the shots that i i saw so he is like so close so 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 close and Sky Shuffler continues to put himself in a position that is his twentieth top third now uh, in the last three seasons. Next closest is eleven Rory, um, so that's that's pretty incredible stuff. Um, we are getting how close are we to Scotty can't finish?
1: Is, oh, that, is that a
0: conversation? And it's not it's not a fair conversation to have. But you put yourself in position this many times and to only have this many wins. I think the numbers, the numbers aren't mathing.
1: The math isn't mathing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, it doesn't. He he just needs to win more, and it's just the putter. I don't know. He hasn't tried at all. He hasn't tried enough yet for my liking. If I'm in Sky's camp right now, I'm seeing how many top threes he has with how bad his putter's been. We'd be trying. We certainly wouldn't be at a still with a traditional putter in our hands, with a tra- traditional grip. <laughs> He's, he is as stubborn as an ox, I tell you. It takes one to know one, too. I'm, not, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. This is, he is being so stubborn.
1: Well, it's just it's incredible because if you look at his. So, data golf does a thing. It's just skill ratings, right? And it ranks every golfer based on strokes gained putting strokes gained around the green approach off the tee and total. And it breaks it all down and you can kind of filter by each one and see which players are are better at certain areas. You filter by strokes gained approach. He's on average gaining one and a half strokes. The next closest guy is 0.9 and there's only one, two, three, four, five people that he's not doubling up on strokes gained approach. Like, quite literally doubling up. Most people live under 0. .75 strokes gained approach. Then you go to putting, and he's quite literally like the only guy in red for any of the people who are gaining strokes total. You have to go down to the 17th guy to find someone who is in the red for putting, and it's Tony now So it, it's it's incredible.
0: What? So what is the... It can't be, I feel like it can't be, I don't know, That maybe that, you know, how to pose this question. So he is, total, how many strokes is he gaining?
1: On average, 2.71.
0: Across the board.
1: Across the board.
0: And what's the next closest? Assuming he's
1: Two point, 2.14, John 2.14, Rahm. Okay. But, Scotty beats him in every category besides putting, and shockingly enough, putting's not... The the amount that he's beating John in like off the tee and approach is far superior to the what John is beating him in and putting, which is actually kind of surprising.
0: Can you filter it without putting just to see how much he's just dominating folks?
1: <laughs> uh, just gonna... So I can't off or like I could download this and put that together, but no, I mean... Kidding. I mean, you just take out, if you, you could essentially add back in 0.1 to the 2.71. So he's, if you take out putting, he's at like 2.8 strokes combined between around the green approach and off the tee. If you took away, cause John gained strokes, putting all of the four categories, he gained strokes. So if you take away John's 0.2, that drops him down to 1.8. That's making Scotty on average gain one more entire stroke than the guy in second place.
0: Yeah, he's really good. He's really good, and I uh, there could be like some uh, like the hypothetical of if if it was if it was Tony Finau hitting the approach shots and the driver, and it was like Brad Faxon putting. There's a chance that 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 man that 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 combination of two men would never lose a golf tournament, and I don't think that- that's like far fetched to say. Like I, I think from I think Brad. Could make his make percentage from 30 feet was the same as what Skye's is from like five. So (laughs) his and and what was craziest about Sunday? I feel like this happens every week. I don't want to turn this into we just talk about Scotty, even though he deserves to be talked about. But we're talking about him kind of in the bad the bad light. He every single hole he was he was between 10 and 15 feet for birdie Mm -hmm. every single hole and. Kevin Kisner was finally like, maybe he should just start missing the greens, so he's he can chip it to two or three feet, just for like for some some confidence boosters. Because obviously, I'm not hitting I'm not hitting greens to that to that clip, but that's like my that would be I would consider my game where I just hit it to 20 feet and two pie, and those that can get really boring, not boring, but it can get you you feel like you're leaving a lot out there, more so than if you're missing the green and like you're working your ass off to to get up and down. 15-foot birdie putts that are just burning the edges and you're just missing like after a few like you're like Holy moly Like one of these have to start dropping and then you start pressing a little bit more and it's like it's a Domino effect from there, but I don't know what the man's got to do Because like those well, greens look perfect like, if you kept he making, did
1: you could uh it I don't I couldn't tell if this was edited or not and I don't know if you saw this But if it wasn't edited he did show a little bit of frustration on the green. Did you catch his hot mic? If I it was real, I, I, th- I couldn't, I think it, it didn't look, it didn't look like he was talking, but he also like put something over his mouth. It just seemed weird. Like it was edited, but, and it was really dropped a real nice F bomb.
0: Yeah. I th- I think it was just because, and if, if not, then some, some, some decently regarded reporters got duped as well. Cause it wasn't like it was just on like a small, I feel like some, yeah. some golf channel reporters.
1: and. So the frustrations there, I mean, if, if he's frustrated, he knows that there's there's an issue I mean it's it's it's, beyond staggering
0: at this point yes (laughs) I I don't know I don't know what uh, I don't know what gives at this point I really don't but it's it is it is fascinating to watch how his name his name is like just a staple of the top of the leaderboard and if he could just make two or three more putts around and that's not asking it's not like he would have to go no. searching to find those two or three putts. You can yeah, find, find those quite easily.
1: You you brought up a point earlier, and it made me think because Kisner was like, maybe he should start missing the green more. Maybe that's why he putted off the green. He thought he'd have a better chance of making it from the bunker,
0: <laughs> and he almost did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. I wasn't sure if we mentioned that on just in the, the pre-show or on the, but him him missing that putt. Him missing it off the green on seven was just like a, a microcosm of his entire uh, last four or five years of putting. It wasn't it didn't look like that slopey of a putt, and it wasn't from more than twenty five feet away. And he missed that putt by eight feet. <laughs>
1: like it was. So oh yeah, bad. it was cruising.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that.
1: like one of those ones when you've had like a few too many drinks and you're putting with like one eye.
0: Yeah. I I think that's actually that's the putt after you make a couple. And you're like, oh, well, this one's going in. i, I'm be, uh, I, I yeah, yeah. I, that's really, a heat check. Yeah, heat check, and then it's just oh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, we have to talk about the fans. The overall, I feel like this this has obviously been um, been dubbed like the the people's open fan experience is great. Uh, it wins an award every year for like the best. I can't remember what the exact award is, but it shares the award with BMW championship at least did last year for like best best overall tournament experience, I think, is what it was. Um but we were talking in the pre show. It does feel like feels like the tides have turned a little bit. Uh Saturday was was overpopulated, uh over-served, over served, over stimulated, over everything, uh to the point where I think it couldn't have been much after like two pm local time they cut they cut all alcohol sales two or three p m It was not like it wasn't near the end of the day by any means uh what are your what are your thoughts on the on the fan experience like it, it seems never can have a good thing
1: yeah, so this may be a like this may be me sounding like old man screaming at the clouds. Just just getting that out there. But uh, there's a line, right? Like, I mean, so I, I'm an adult, and I think that when I go to an event like that, I know what is right and wrong. And, like, I saw videos of full uh, grown adults, literally, like, sitting at tables, like, urinating themselves, and, like, full, like, grown adults. Adults r- taking their shirts off and like destroying the property and sliding down the hills. And like, look, I'm all for having a good time, have a couple of beverages. You know, you're you're loose. You're having fun. You're yelling at the players. You're you're doing this, this and that. But let's not get reckless now. You're They're just going to ruin it for everybody else. That's all. That's all that's happening. I guarantee that it was a five percent of the population problem. But those five percent are going to ruin it for the rest of the ninety five.
0: Yeah, it feels that way uh I't there there is there is zero percent zero zero point zero percent chance they don't they don't make some some change going into next year and I have a feeling it's just gonna have to be pretty drastic i don't um I was talking to to Peter yesterday and like I feel like they just have to sk- and he mentioned just like skyrocketing the booze prices like just make alcohol so expensive that you're going you're gonna have to take out a second mortgage to even to even think about getting to to a level where you're so drunk that you're you're taking off your shirt and you're sliding down the hill. And I and I I mean I I don't really it was weird this year. It felt like you felt like you usually got like one or two of those a year, those videos. This year were coming in bunches. I think it was because oh. of, it was wet. So the the opportunities were were much more plentiful than what they've been in the years past.
1: I'm fairly certain I saw a video of someone dive into the bunker on 16. Was that from, was that a video of this year? It was I'm like, yeah. what is, what is this guy doing? So like,
0: they, they caught up, they caught up to that guy. Uh, so I guess some, some report, I don't even think he was a reporter, but he had a, he had a golf, golf-based Twitter account. And I guess they found that kid shirtless uh, miles away from the, he had been kicked out from the golf course and they found him at a gas station because his phone had died and he had he thought that that bunker was a pond oh. <laughs> which is why oh which is why he di- he dove in there straight legged and probably just ruptured his legs
1: it's what's unfortunate about it is that we're going to get to a point and we already kind of have and we have it on the list to talk about but eventually the pros are just not going to want to play this tournament and then they're just going to stop showing up. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a signature event, but like if it to some of them, it's not going to be worth it anymore.
0: No. And I, and I think that's the, the tough thing is it's, I think if you, if you just take out the fans, I think, um, I think they like the golf course. I think it's obviously really well man- maintained. I think that finishing stretch is awesome. I think it, I think it leads to a lot of drama Uh, I think Arizona this time of year is is not necessarily a bad place to be. It fits well in the schedule leading up to the California swing. Kind of get your game sharp, but then you add in these fans that are just being wild. Yeah. Like there's some, like there's, there's some something in people that I just, I don't know if I, I don't possess that to like act just to do. You're, you're, you're a crazy person.
1: Yeah. It's like they go, they go feral. They literally <laughs> turn into like animals. I can't so, imagine
0: having you just have muddy clothes from from nine AM until the rest of the day. You're just covered in mud. Well,
1: here's here and here's my thing too. It's like I'm watching these videos and like obviously it's 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 hard to tell how old some of these people are, but they look like they're my age or like older. And it's like, are you not worried that your like people you know are gonna see you at this tournament like pissing yourself? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, just no shame.
0: I feel like phones. Phoenix opened before phones. And social media had to be a wild time, but that's just that's just not a thing that's just changing. Everything is just so much more public than it's ever yeah, been before.
1: I, I think that there's a a very fine line between having fun and having respect, and we're starting to kind of cross into the the wrong side of it.
0: Yeah. So a couple, and on, on that note, a couple. I'm sure a bunch of other players made comments too that really stood out to me. Uh and you mentioned him as well. Zach Johnson going up to the gallery and, and essentially just demanding that they they stop talking to him about the Ryder Cup. <laughs> and, <laughs> he he Zach, not he's not in Iowa anymore. He's he he no. is not comfortable in this setting. Uh and he went on to say, and I hope I can find what were your what, what were your thoughts on Zach Johnson while I look for the transcript? yeah while you while
1: you look up his his comments, I mean, so at the end of the day, like he's the professional and he needs to act like a professional and realize that he's arguing with someone who's probably drunk. um i I like saw the clip i from what I remember, I didn't pay too much attention to it, but from what I remember, you can't really hear what the fan is saying, but you just hear Zach Johnson, like getting overly upset that the guy called him, sir, which is very funny because whenever someone calls you like, sir, I feel like generally they're trying to be respectful. Um, but Zach did not like, did not like that. He's not a sir. Do not call him, sir.
0: No, no. Uh,
1: (laughs) he's tired of it. He's he's, tired of hearing it.
0: He's very tired of it. Uh, I can't find the exact comments. He hit him and reporter went back and forth and, he essentially was asked if he, if he had if he had any plans of coming back. Like, keep in mind that if this becomes a signature event next year, we don't have to worry about that. Zach Johnson not not going to be. He's forty forty nine years old. Um, he is not in the top fifty in the world. So, he essentially said he was he was not he was, he was emotional. He had just played fifty four holes in two days, and what he said as of right now probably not. But. And I think that is, that I think I do think we are we're ragging on Zach Johnson for good reason, just because I think it was a fairly funny interaction. But I think he is simply just voicing what a lot of other fan or a lot of other tour players are probably really close to saying if they're not saying already, just not in front of a camera.
1: Yeah, so I did. I found uh, just a snippet, and I don't like I said earlier. I don't think you can really hear this article doesn't say what the the person in the gallery said to him, but he said, don't sir me. Somebody said it. I'm just sick of it. Shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, so, well, I mean, if you're, if you're going to cap for the Ryder cup team, I think, yes. I think those comments are, are more than fair. Like you, 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 you signed up for something you lost. You're going to have to deal with it, especially with some drunk, with some drunk fans for one week of the year. I can't imagine he's dealing with those comments on this side of the pond anywhere else. I really, I probably can't even imagine he's dealing with it when he's over on the other side of the pond either. But then, then Billy Horschel, there was another video that came out just probably about the same time that Zach Johnson, maybe the day before. And this one I agree much more with. Um, it was, I can't think of his name. I think it's Nick, Nick Gelante from Nick, Scotts. Nick,
1: Niccolo Galletti.
0: Galletti uh nico 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 gledia yeah he was over a shot i mean he's a scottsdale native he monday qualified in has no status on any tours that i'm aware of at least not on the pga tour um and they were they were talking in his backswing to the point where billy kind of like as he was walking to his ball or walking past the gallery he goes buddy when he's over a shot shut the hell up man partial shouted he's trying to hit a damn golf shot here it's our effing job which that i totally th- I, I i'm on board with that you got to give him like a second and a half two seconds it can oh, be oh this
1: he- this one billy is 100 percent right i don't know if you watched the video but this video you can actually hear the fan and and Nico's literally like standing over the ball and this drunken idiot is like yelling at his buddy, watch the shot or like something like literally right as he's about to hit the ball. So, yeah, Billy, 100 percent in the right here. I mean, it just goes back to what we we're saying. There's a there's a difference between having fun and being respectful and. It, this is these guys' jobs. Like you said, Nico has a zero status. This is one of the biggest moments of his life, so you have to have a little respect there. So I, I agree with you. I, I think Billy was in the right here. Yeah, and it's
0: tricky because if you, if you like at a professional golf tournament, like the the grandstands, there's always murmurs. Like it's never completely silent. It's the it's the when you're making no noise when they're taking when they're at a dress and then some between when they're at a dress and taking it back, you somehow start to make noise. You just start shouting something. That's where it's like, okay. But if you're talking throughout the whole thing and like that's just, there's a lot of people there, you're going to get caught in those situations. Probably not shouting. But between, there's just enough murmurs going on throughout the crowd that it, it's going to be like a constant, like maybe not even like a white noise, but there's going to be a noise. But the saying something right as they're swinging is just... little bush league a little bush league for my liking
1: yeah i mean i i think of it like this right so you're on number 14 at bayview you're gonna hear cars and you're used to hearing cars but as soon as someone blasts that horn in your backswing that's gonna that's gonna mess you right up
0: yep that's true and that's that's if that was if that was your home club you would just you would install in your brain just to think that there's always gonna be a a horn always thinking about it but these guys just don't worry about that typically Right. Uh I rounded out the I rounded out the top five. That's kinda all I had in regards to the waste management. I do think there's gonna be some changes for next year, hopefully nothing too drastic. Um I mean I love the the venue's awesome. I love how it, it leads right in the Super Bowl. I do hope next year there's not a frost delay so the event can actually be over with by the time the Super Bowl kicks off, which I think is always the, the dream goal and has not been the case. I'd love to see the, the television numbers from, like, 6 like six o'clock compared to, like, 6.45 or 7 o'clock, something like that, because I'm sure they were obviously very different. Um, but, no, overall, I think it, it fits fits the schedule nicely. Kind of already like a party week just with the Super Bowl and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, the delay was tough. I was watching it on my phone. Yeah. We had to have the uh, Super Bowl on in this household, so.
0: Yeah, I probably could have done that. I wouldn't watch it in the some reason kind of of came back and forth um all right that's all we got for the waste management phoenix open moving on to the big story of yesterday february 12th after a few cryptic tweets had been released by tiger woods's team he has released his new clothing brand which i believe we will just call the sunday red the sun space day space Red edition, collection. I don't don't know what to think about this. I know what to think. I think it's putrid. Awful.
1: Yeah. I think what's important to remember here is that throughout Tiger's career, when given the opportunity to wear the clothes that he wants to wear, it's it's always a little questionable. <laughs> I I think Nike was doing him a solid a lot of the years, but if it were solely up to him, he probably would have been out there in like cargo pants in a full on army outfit.
0: Very fair. Very fair.
1: I mean you look at some of the and I mean I'm not like a super big fashion guy, but like I understand like what looks good and what doesn't, and some of the stuff he wears, I'm just like you look like a goober.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it really—it has a lot to do with. He loves to wear the backward hat with the the sunglasses that are just that don't that don't work. And then well, he, and he started to wear tights he, too, but that's his leg. That's his leg. He
1: yeah. was like afraid. He was he he latched onto the baggy clothes for a long time too. Baggy oh, yeah. clothes have been have been gone for quite a while.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, it's the first run. It's the first run, so I, it's a and trial I, and run. I know people are going to buy it, obviously. I'm sure people buy it in bunches. Just why, why wouldn't they? It's Tiger Woods. Uh,
1: I thought the shoes looked okay. I didn't think they were terrible. I thought they looked, you know, like, I mean, I'm not going to buy them, but I, I wouldn't, like, get mad at someone if they gave them to me as a gift, whereas if someone gave me that camo polo, I'd be like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this?
0: Yeah, uh, you could use that for hunting
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um I don't like the logo, which we've already kind of talked about, which i think I think it really is kind of a, a make or break part of the piece of clothing uh in a lot of situations, especially when it's like right on the chest right below the right below the buttons so like it's very very visible um I think it could be better. I think there was a couple pieces i liked there was a sweatshirt that I really liked um like that that cream colored sweatshirt I thought was nice, uh, but outside of that, I don't I don't imagine myself uh, going and buying uh, a closet full of Tiger Woods Sunday Red collection, at least not yet, maybe in the future.
1: Now, they've got some work to do, yes. that's for sure. I'd be curious, it'll be interesting to see him, because uh, obviously he's going to be sporting it this coming weekend, so... That'll be, I'll be curious to see what, uh, what he goes with. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Uh, we have college golf back in action. Crazy to think only on, uh, February 13th, but we have, uh, quite a few of the local teams action. And then PJ Maybank for Oklahoma is making, uh, his spring debut as well as Oklahoma team is also making their spring debut. He is currently 39th through two rounds so we will uh, check back in on those results next week. Uh, Michigan State boys lost to Northwestern uh, this past weekend. They played a match play event at Mountain Lake, and that is in Lake or in Lake Wales, Florida. They lost eight and a half to three and a half. Uh, Michigan State women in the Spartan Suncoast Invitational that is coming up here on February eighteenth and nineteenth and that is um, at the Palm Air Champs Course in Sarasota, Sarasota Florida. Um, any? Do we have any Michigan girls by chance?
1: Um, I believe so. Why don't you do the... Yeah, while you're looking really that quick. up,
0: uh, Michigan boys are playing in a tournament in Puerto Rico right now. Uh, the Palmas Del Mar Collegiate uh they are currently in what i thought was uh fourth place after 36 holes uh started with a five under par um as far as individuals go um Hunter Thompson is leading the way he is in fifth place after rounds of 68 69. Will Anderson is T seventeenth at seventy-three sixty-nine. Yugi Liu is T fortieth at seventy-three seventy three. Jude Kim is at seventy five seventy-two T fifty one. Ben Hoagland is at seventy-one seventy-eight two T sixty-three. And Jack O'Connell is T twenty three, seventy-two seventy-one. And he is playing as an individual. So we will get you some scores. From Puerto Rico next week when they finish
1: all right Michigan women they are in the Bahamas right now currently actually lucky them living it up in the sun uh, they started yesterday on the 12th at the Nexus Bahamas Invitational that's hosted by Texas Tech a uh, little bit of a struggle out of the gate after the first day they are in ninth place uh, t- tied for ninth place uh, they'll continue this event today. That's Tuesday the 13th, and it will wrap up tomorrow on the 14th.
0: All right. Keep
1: our Then eye on. Uh, after that, they're going to be off for just a little, it looks like two weeks. And so they won't be back in action until the beginning of March at the ViStar Gators Invitational hosted by the Florida Gators in Gainesville, Florida.
0: Nice. And that is uh, your, your college roundup. Uh, Let's quickly talk about. I mentioned in the in the uh, intro, create a lot of buzz on the internet over the weekend. Uh, there was a fifty-seven shot on the Corn Ferry Tour. I'm quickly pulling up his name: Christian De Soler, I believe
1: Crystal Ball Del Solar.
0: Yes, shoots a fifty-seven. Preferred lies at. 85 80 it was like 8,000 8,500 feet of elevation the course was 6,200 yards what are your thoughts on, on a 57 in that situation par 70 so it's not so, like you shot under because that'd be wild
1: the one piece that i actually have experience and can give insight on is the elevation aspect of it and it really does significantly impact the distance the ball travels. So, I mean, for for ref- reference, when I lived in Denver, which sits at about a mile high, as most of you have probably guessed based on the football stadium name, I could hit my pitching wedge was about my 150 club, move back to Michigan, that's dropped down to a nine. I'm not going to say that's due to age. That's definitely 100% due to elevation. Um, but no, it, it, it certainly is it's a factor even going from Denver and playing up in the mountains uh it it multiple yards I mean really a, a full club at times so you combine that with a shorter golf course I mean I don't know then there's the part of me that's that has the, the pure respect for golf and says that he still had to put it in the hole but you shoot at 57 and you and you don't even win then what what is that what, what picture does that paint?
0: Yeah, that makes that makes me think the golf course was was very easy for for a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> is my is my initial thought, uh, and and I don't want to. So Kevin Kevin Vello won the event. Brian Campbell second. Richie Warnowski in t third alongside alongside Thomas Welch, and then Cristobal Del Solar in solo fifth. So just, just like Kevin Velo, at 2200 par, he won in a playoff. He shot 64, 67, 64, 66. Crazy good. <laughs> Brian Campbell shot 61, 68, 66, 66. Didn't win the golf run.
1: The individual who placed tied for 20th, Aldrich Potgeiter, shot a 59 in the second round, mm-hmm. and he placed T20.
0: I, I think it's worth uh, – it's worth mentioning, and I feel like I might have mentioned this on the podcast a couple of years ago. I think I think there are guys on the Corn Ferry Tour that are that are dying on the Corn Ferry Tour because the courses they are playing are too easy. I think there are there is like a certain there is a certain professional golfer that, that can play like a U.S. Open style golf course and go shoot 71, 70. not going to do anything crazy. He's not going to go make ten buries around, twelve buries around like some of these guys are capable of doing. And those guys are just getting lost on the corn ferry tour. Like They're just dying a slow, painful death because they're playing these golf courses that just they demand that you go shoot four rounds under 65. And if you don't, you're playing for like T 20th. But then they're like, there are these guys, I swear, if you put some of these guys that that they're just better at making par, they're not going to make many mistakes, but you're just not going to they're not going to make eight birdies. Those guys, I I feel for those guys because I, I think there are guys like that. Like these courses are just that's a that's a that's too short for a professional PGA Tour sanctioned event.
1: Come the on. cut was five under. Like the T T45, forty five T forty fifth was double digits under par. That's wild. Yeah, that's too. That's. Yeah, I mean, how are you supposed to separate yourself? You've got, I mean, you've got a dozen guys who shot 15 under par.
0: So I think, I think it is tricky. I've, I've had that, that thought for now for a while. Um, But let's just, I'm going to quickly, I'm going to quickly do this. This is from, um, from Cristobal Del Soler's round. Just a quick run through. Par one or number one, 383 yards, uh, driver to 20 feet made birdie. The uh, par four number three, par four, three hundred forty-eight yards, drove greenside up and down for birdie. Two hundred ninety-eight yard par four number five, birdie hit greenside chipped to four feet, and this just goes on and on and on. Like it, it is chipping it to, it's driving it to greenside, chipping it, driving it on the green, two putting things like that. It's I am trying my darnest not to take anything away from a fifty-seven. 'Cause that's a really good score, obviously. But people that's just I don't know. It's not true. It's not true fifty seven in my eyes. Can't look at it as like the lowest round ever, I guess. I feel like you're going you're going to because of the record books, but I don't know. I don't love it.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh moving on to the live. In Las Vegas, the week of the Super Bowl, they played Thursday through Saturday this year. Dustin Johnson wins the individual side of things after being on record saying that he had not picked up a club the entire off season. Uh, it's nice to see Dustin Johnson win again. The like guy, I'm, I'm a big Dustin Johnson fan. Obviously, went to Coastal uh, and has has been like I wouldn't say the backbone of the tour for the last twenty years, but he has been a, a very big part of of where the tour is now is is in part to do with with Dustin Johnson and then uh, there's a little there's a little bit of parody in the Live Golf League this year. Uh, no more four aces just dominating the dominating the ranks. Smash golf club Smash G C wins the team event. And that is pretty much all I have on Live. I'm trying to think if anything happened in Live uh John Rom is is getting sick and tired of the music already. He a couple of videos surfaced of him telling people to be quiet, and then the bass of the bass dropped in you know, a song like Ray's. He's about to swing you to back off of it again. And the and the announcers the announcers reasoning was, "Well, the wind the wind died down, so he had to check his check his yardage again." So
1: yeah, he's having some uh some buyer's remorse, it seems. Yeah. Um. No, the only thing that I had from the live event is that the High Flyers as the team shot seven over par
0: that does not seem possible that 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 is, that is i, really
1: I we talked about it, but the discrepancy. I mean, the winner shot thirty three and they shot seven over. That's a forty shot swing. So just throwing that out there, yeah, just, just talk just tossing that tidbit out for people to chew on.
0: I do think we're if we if we, this can make it another year or two, and and we can get past these contracts that I think these guys signed for probably three, two or three four years, and we can we can get rid of some of this fat, I can actually see a world where like, you just you gotta kick like the the stingers the stingers and the high flyers, we gotta put them in some kind of like relegation, system where they are I know I know they have that currently. But it almost needs to be, maybe a little bit more, a little bit more of a mass layoff than what we have we have been doing.
1: Because I think yeah, have, but then they'd have to uh, deal with the people saying it's not competitive enough because there's not enough players.
0: No, I think I think those players would be replaced by good players.
1: I, I don't know if they've got good players to replace them with.
0: <laughs> so. I I believe I believe I could I can walk outside and walk with walk five thousand feet and finds way better than Andy Ogletree. No offense to Andy, past USM champion, but I emphasis on past.
1: There's definitely some age over there, right? I think when you say trim off the fat, there's probably some players who are aging, and maybe it's time. It's time to send them on to uh They need a live senior tour. When are they going to do that?
0: I don't know. That's we could
1: have question. they could have Phil and Kevin Na and Garcia and Poulter all out there on the live senior league.
0: We're we're not far from that. Don't worry. We are we are not we cannot be far from that. I'm trying <laughs> to find I'm not even gonna bother to take up too much of our time that I'm looking I'm trying to find what these their, their third, <laughs> the high flyers third round score is atrocious. 20, 20, 20 over,
1: over. <laughs> Oh yeah I'm
0: trying to find what everyone shot So, uh, so Brandon, Brandon Steele shot 10 over Holy moly uh, Andy, Andy Ogletree shot 7 over And then who was their Who was their fourth Oh Tringali Tringali shot 2 over And Mickelson shot 1 over Yep that, that's, that's 20 over Yep Oh that's brutal that's tough. Uh, so they are off now until the beginning of March. So I don't. I. I. I we will continue to talk about live because I think they are. They are garnering garnering enough players where it, they deserve our attention. Um, but once again, I just I be curious to see how how well this translates to majors here in the next few months. So far, it's, it seems like it's been fine. Um, seriously, if that see if if that continues. All right. And finally, the Genesis Invitational, the third signature event of the year, first of three player-hosted signature events on the PGA Tour, uh, leading the way, followed by the Arnold Palmer Invitational and then the Memorial Tournament at Jack's Place. There are 70 players with a... Thirty-six hole cut, cut down to the top fifty players. Unless you're within ten shots of the lead, then you get to stick around and play the whole weekend. Uh the the cut situation seems very strange to me. It seems like they're just adding a cut just to say that they they have added a cut um to try to separate themselves from Liv. However, uh one of the best events of the year by far. Uh everyone, I think every player on the tour absolutely loves Riviera uh, it is a, a true test of golf from start to finish. Um, Treeline fairways, 58 fairway and greenside bunkers, several dogleg holes, uh, poa greens, uh, Kikuya Only other course besides here to have Kikuya grass is Torrey Pines. Approach shots, uh, as Brad will mention, uh, seems to be very, very important. Gaining shots with approach has been kind of the recipe for success. The greens are not super small. Um, par 71, 11 par 4s, 4 par 3s, only 3 par 5s. And one of those par 5s is essentially a par 4. Uh, number one is like maybe the most buriable hole on the entire PGA Tour. Uh, I don't know if I don't have any stats to back that up, but it seems like when they had the open here, the PGA, whatever they had. The last major they had here just a few years ago, they played that as a par four. It is it is very, very short. Um, let me see if I'm missing anything. Par fours are super long. Uh, the last, far, last four par fours on the golf course are all over 460 yards. Uh, there are four par threes. They're all kind of manageable, longest one being 236. The rest um, kind of in that 190 100, 200 yard range like i said the par fives are very scorable past winners john rom uh neiman in 21 it was homa in 20 it was scott and in 19 it was jb holmes any um any kind of data golf to to see who what player would be looking at for this week
1: yeah so i have a few guys <clears throat> i've got on my radar and they're all guys who are gonna be hitting the ball well, uh, strokes gained approach, like you mentioned, that to me is gonna be the number one identifier of someone to have success here this weekend. Um for and I, I had it up here and I am trying to find, but the last two years, Neiman and Rom both uh there's the strongest part of their game was strokes gained approach. They they almost doubled or lapped the field. Um in strokes gained approach so guys that i think of and according to data golf agree with me for guys who are are lights out approach are obviously scotty i mean that that's kind of a layup at this point when everybody anybody says who's who's you know if, if this is the course fit who you're going for so scotty's a name to always keep an eye out but some names that are still kind of layups, but maybe not quite as easy as a layup as him. Um, I love Justin Thomas this week. And I, I know that you you probably like to hear that, but I am a big fan of Justin Thomas this week. Um, Colin Morikawa is another name that comes to mind. And then Victor Hovland are those four. Really, I'll just say three because Scotty's too easy. But Morikawa, JT, and Hovland are some guys that I could really see have some success here. But I'll be honest, I got a... I just got this feeling about JT this week. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's
0: going to be a tricky one, JT. Like it he like obviously I think everyone is it it becoming apparent that he is like knocking on the doorstep again. He's getting back close to the form that he would like to be in more consistently. Obviously a lot better than than what it was last year. I think it's just going to be timing it up to to hit it cuz now we're getting to the point where his numbers starting to get kind of low again. Um like we where the days of, of forty five to one J T might be might be gone. Um so that that's gonna be tricky, but yeah, he is and you talk about I mean that's a ball that's a guy that can just strike the golf ball at a very consistent rate. So it it's hard it's hard not to like him. And then he also has he has the success here in the past to to kind of back up those claims, um, that he that he does make sense. I I think Colin Morikawa, obviously don't want another guy that makes a ton of sense to California kid. This does feel, it's weird, and I think we always talk about it, that this is very much like people in California. I think it's a mix of the Poet Greens. I'm not sure what it is, but they just, if you live in California or you live in California, you're, you're just, you're going to play better. You're going to play better at these events on the California swing. So Colin Morikawa has, it is. Four starts, he has um a T two T seconds and the last two rather are T second and T sixth. In twenty twenty two, T second, twenty 2026, or twenty twenty three, T sixth. Scoring average is sixty seven point five. So uh, I love that pick and then Scotty's one that I don't he's never like had like a, a super outstanding finish here. But there's no reason to think that he doesn't. And then uh, Justin Thomas squandered that three- or four-shot lead going into the final round back in 2019. So, But he does have three top tens at this event. So that's the guy, uh, once again, I really like. Have to like Patrick Cantlay, just another California kid. He's six for six here since 2018 with five top 20s so that's just kind of horse for course um Sam Burns is another guy that feels like he is just starting to knock on the door started to knock on the door a little bit uh he played really well this past week missed a few putts down the stretch that I worry about a little bit on those poet greens but we'll see and then uh, finally Max Homa I'd be remiss if you don't mention Max uh, since, 2000, since 2020, he's T5th win, T10th second at Rev. So uh, if we can just ignore the fact that he missed the cut three days ago, four days ago, then I think I actually really like that pick as well.
1: But speaking hard. Of, go ahead. Hard to not like Max in California.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then um, just quickly, I'll, I'll do like the. the probably the top 20 names of the odds board. So sky shuffler at uh, six and a half to one Roy McElroy at 10 to one, Victor Hovland at 14 to one, Justin Thomas at 16 to one Xander at 16 to one, Colin Morikawa and Patrick Cantley, both at 18 to one Ludwig Obear at 20 to one. That's another guy like he has no course history, no experience on here, but there's no reason to think that he does not go top 20 at this place. Uh, Seems like there's some value at Max with Max at twenty to one. I, I know I just mentioned he played terrible this past weekend, or this past week, but that course history is pretty wild to see him at twenty to one. Sam Burns twenty two, Jordan Spieth at twenty eight, Adam Scott at thirty, Tony Finau at thirty three, at thirty five we have Sahith, Tommy Fleetwood, Cameron Young, and we'll round it out at. 40 with Matthew Fitzpatrick and Wyndham Clark so that and that's uh I just just said his name but um Cameron Young this poor guy <laughs> he he we talk about not being able to close with Scotty Cameron Young I don't know what this guy's gonna have to do he he probably turned down a decent paycheck to go to go play fifteen times a year on the live tour and not have to worry about making these putts anymore and, and the last day and yada yada yada. Feel bad I'm starting to feel bad for this guy too. He just can't buy a win. Starting to see his name at the leaderboard have been seeing his name at the leaderboard a ton. Just can't do it.
1: Yeah he's an it's he's one of those guys where when he became a name, like I don't know, two years ago, maybe a year ago, probably about two years ago, right, is when we kind of started to hear more about him. Twenty-one, yeah, it was, twenty-two. Uh, it was
0: Southern Southern Hills, the PJ the U.S. Open, the PJ Championship in Oklahoma. When he had the lead on Sunday and kind of school, fell apart a little
1: bit, missed a few shorties. So, so that was that was twenty-two. That was twenty-two. Or was that twenty-one? Well, regardless, regardless, two, three years ago, you know, he's like 23, 24, super young guy, a lot of potential. And then he kind of hit these like few years of stagnance, you know, he's just kind of hovered around the same and, you know, I'm not calling him old by any means, but now he's approaching 27 and hasn't quite taken the the steps that I thought he would. I thought when this dude like that Southern Hills, I, I mean, he could hit the ball a mile. I thought he had a lot of promise. Um so yeah, I mean I agree with you. It's it's I, I think he still has a ton of time and he could still very easily become a guy who wins a major or, or whatever, but um yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I, I think that I would have expected more out of him at this point.
0: Yeah, he definitely has a major. He has a major golf game. Like I think we will will see his name at the top leaderboard for a lot of PGA championships and US Opens for um as long as he, he continues to stay exempt for them he just has that, that game that translates very nicely to courses like that. I think.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: Any, uh, anything else on, on, uh, the Genesis? I'm excited to watch Tiger Woods play some golf. I'm hoping he's not like the only guy that misses the
1: cut. That'd be brutal. Something yeah, like it'll so. be, uh, it'll be, yeah, that would be something. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Tiger play Tiger in his new, uh, clothing line. Um, and then I did see. Did you uh, see how? I think it was. I'm fairly certain it was Charlie Hoffman. Would have asked for uh, exemption for this week and was told no, but now uh, he's played his way in.
0: I did not see that, but that's very funny if that's true. If that's yeah. True. So it was. Yes, it was. Awesome.
1: Uh, and while I'm while I'm speaking, I'm gonna Google it just to confirm. But it was Charlie Hoffman um, asked Tiger for. Uh, an exemption and Tiger told him no that all of the spots were full and then obviously he went out and played very well this past weekend he, he now qualifies uh based on his play um but yeah kind of kind of funny love
0: it love it yeah that's um, but no better. outside
1: of that I do not have much more for the genesis I ex- I always like this event I don't know I don't there's just like certain courses that you like and this is one that I've always um, very much enjoyed. I think Riviera is a very beautiful golf course.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, this is one. It I mentioned it. It's kind of to like the perfect time of year with, with winter too. We're getting into the dog days, and this Riviera just looks like a like a golfer's paradise. Looks very very primo in every way.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and and, and you know, to your point, like. I think I said this last week. I'm actually fairly certain I did, but this is the time of the year where that itch really starts to hit hard. So you see this nice California course and it really really gets you going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Take it. We'll take it. Take whatever we can get. Even though it feels like we're gonna be golfing here soon. A couple more oh, I mean, just no I,
1: snow here. We have no snow. We're completely dry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're not far off. I mean, all right, but I feel like we're probably in the same boat, maybe a little bit more like from banks and stuff, but nothing if there wasn't a snowbank there it's there's no snow crazy all right well uh good luck to everyone at the genesis and we will talk to you guys next week
1: all righty. have a good weekend everybody all right see you
0: guys